Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What she said is um, completely 100% what um, I think the country needed. And um, uh, I hope that, you know, everyone listens and we can try and get back to normal and, and you know, as we're trying to do today, support the support our NHS as, as much as we can. Hi there, you're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that goes behind the walls of Buckingham Palace. I'm your host for today, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard. I'm a writer, journalist, commentator and author and royal expert. Today on the show, we're going to be chatting all about how the royals are celebrating their birthdays in lockdown. We'll also be chatting about Prince William's supermodel surprise. Ooh, and of course... (laughs) (laughs) Megan and Harry's special name for their new foundation. That's right, Zoe. So lots to talk about. Doesn't it seem at the moment that there's just masses of news in two days? It doesn't feel like it was the Queen did her speech just a short while ago. It feels like I think there's feels like there's about seven weeks in a single day at the moment. Is that what you're feeling? Even even on news related to royals, it's never ending, is it? (laughs) I know it's bizarre. Anyway. So two of the Cambridge kids are going to be spending their birthdays in lockdown this year. Well, we think they will, of course, because, you know, things are escalating in the UK in terms of number of people with coronavirus. And obviously, you know, the British Prime Minister is in intensive care. So, you know, there's no chance that those lockdown laws in the UK are going to be relaxed anytime soon. So little Prince Louis um, is turning two on April the 23rd. And then Charlotte turns seven on May the 2nd. So within sort of a week and a bit of each other, two of them will be having birthdays. Obviously, they won't be able to have friends uh, over. They won't be, you know, knowing Kate, she would have a whole schedule of things to do, party type things. Remember, Carol and Michael Middleton, her parents, run a party planning company. So I imagine Carol, because she can't see the children, has got all these things sorted. They'd be having, you know, couriers of um, of special games to play, party hats, all sorts of things. Um, And, of course, they still have plenty of staff up there at Anne Hall in Norfolk to make uh, birthday cakes and um, help construct party poppers and that sort of thing. So I don't think the poor... Cambridge children will be doing without. They just don't won't obviously have uh, their friends. What I would like to think, Zoe, is that the Queen might, um, now that she's completely proficient on online video conferencing, apparently, with the kids have been sending, um, all her grandchildren have been sending her chatty little messages. Wouldn't it be lovely if she hopped on and wished them a happy birthday on their special birthdays? Oh, I think that would be so sweet too. A message from Great Gran. But look, as we know, Zoe, every year on their birthdays, Kate tends to release photographs. And I know that just for instance, the photo she released on Mother's Day of her and William with uh, George and Charlotte on their backs in some sort of running race, the pictures of the children clapping for the NHS nurses, um, clap for our carers, that hashtag, those have been really uh, solidifying and uplifting for, for 
not just people in Britain, but around the globe, I think we can fully expect that on Louis and Charlotte's birthday, we will be seeing, you know, new pictures of them. She's very good uh, at sharing uh, pictures of the children, obviously pictures she's always taken herself. She's a keen uh, amateur photographer. Quite a different approach to Meghan and Harry in terms of, of sharing images of the children. I think she and William fully recognise that, that as well as being their children, they, the public is also invested in uh, not only the heir to the throne, George, but also Charlotte and Louis. And I think the way that she shares, it's gracious, it's generous, particularly at a time like now. I mean, I don't know how you find it, but I love seeing babies in my Instagram feed I'm at the so moment. They're just, so, they're just so <laughs> cheerful and uplifting. And, and you know, I've sent sort of sent messages on all my friends uh, who have yet little babies, just keep posting more of them because they're just <laughs> I think it, babies and dogs so so I'm very much hoping that uh that Kate and William uh upload some pictures of the kids on their birthdays oh so do I, I have my fingers crossed <laughs> let's talk about someone else's birthday yes well I know someone famous has come out and talked about organizing a surprise for Prince William oh this is hilarious so it's a supermodel it's Naomi Campbell now she and Cindy Crawford have been they've been doing a kind of like an online chat which they released uh while in lockdown obviously and they were both chatting about the fact of how they went to visit Princess Diana and it was when uh when it was William's birthday. I went with Claudia and Claudia and Christy I went with oh, oh really Claudia and Christy yeah that's so funny and he was coming home from school and Princess Diana, we'd gotten there before he got home from school and Princess Diana was like, okay, so we were just like, well, what do we do? She, I mean, it was so sweet. Wasn't he, did he blush when you met him? I think he was 16 when I met him. Oh, so or you, even met, you met him, we met him before you then. So we okay. met him, I think we met him at 13. 13, yeah, like 13 or 14. Yeah, maybe it was for, I don't remember, but, um, Look, I was blushing. I think I was so intimidated meeting um, Princess Diana and being at Kensington Palace and how um, just completely down to earth she was. Cindy Crawford has said that she was just enamored with Princess Diana, that she was gorgeous, really down to earth. Um, they, they, the two of them were trying to remember if she, if Princess Diana opened the door at the time, but she said it was sort of weird, but also really lovely as well. And she, and Cindy Crawford certainly saw them again, you know, saw Princess Diana again over those years. But um, can you imagine being a teenage boy and having three supermodels at, at turn up? And he couldn't, rem they couldn't remember whether it was his thirteenth or fourteenth birthday. But Williams talked about how his that was exactly what his mother's sense of humour was like. You know, tell him nothing, but have you know this three utterly gorgeous women, probably the like of which he had posters on his bedroom wall, um, turning up at the palace uh, for his birthday. It Very sounds like gorgeous. most teenage boys' dreams. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. I hope he, uh, I hope he organises similarly for Louis and George when they are a similar age. <laughs> Of course, though, we did mention the Queen's address that she gave earlier in the podcast, but two of her grandchildren have actually come out in praise of their grandmother, haven't they? 
That's right. And it's it's rather lovely because we're not seeing the royal family at the moment, Zoe, are we? We're seeing them mm. on their Instagram accounts and we're seeing snapshots. Uh, so we're not really hearing from them because they're not at events, they're not opening things. They're like everybody else, they're in lockdown. Meghan and Harry are in LA. Prince Charles has actually had coronavirus, of course. So we're not seeing anybody. So it's rather lovely that um, Eugenie, uh, Princess Eugenie and Zara Phillips, have both come out and praised their grandmother for her speech. I mean, what's interesting is that there, I haven't seen a single comment that detracted from or, or, or any criticism whatsoever of the Queen's speech. Everyone has universally said how cementing it was, uh, unifying, reassuring that it had that beautiful mix of of uh, nostalgia and modernity. But what Zara has said, she was on television on Good Morning Britain and what she said is obviously very proud and um, what she said is um, completely 100% what um, I think the country needed and um, uh, I hope that, you know, everyone listens and we can try and get back to normal and, and you know, as we're trying to do today, support the support our NHS as, as much as we can. And then Princess Eugenie, who is in lockdown with her mother, Sarah Ferguson, she said that the family was very proud and she said she brings us together and unites us in our effort to overcome. So lovely that we're hearing a bit of, you know, that lovely family support for the Queen who, you know, at 93, that was only her fifth time that she had done a non-Christmas address. So only, you know, five times in all those decades. And of course, we have to chat about Meghan and Harry who were now over in the US. And well, we're they... talking about all being in it together, aren't we? But they're mm. not in it together. That's True. the very difference for them. So yeah, um, yes, that's, I think it's quite hard for them. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Yeah, of course, before we get into that, though, they've confirmed the name of their foundation, haven't they? That's right. So then, mm. and interestingly, the only reason they've spoken out about this, because I think they could be roundly criticised for publicising their foundation at a time when everyone else is focused on coronavirus, they actually only came out and confirmed the name of their foundation because a newspaper had written about it and logged the fact that they had uh, trademarked the name. So the name is of their new foundation and charitable venture is Archwell, and that's spelled A-R-C-H-E, and then Well, W-E-L-L. Now, obviously, it sounds a lot like Archie, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is uh, that Arch, the A-R-C-H-E, is apparently a um, Greek word meaning source of action. And they've come out and said, we connected to this concept for the charitable organisation we hope to build one day. And it became the inspiration for our son's name. Uh, they went on to say um, it to do something. It, it means to do something of meaning, to do something that matters. Archwell is a name that combines an ancient word for strength and action, and another, the well part, obviously, that evokes the deep resources we m each must draw upon. Um, now, I think that's really interesting. I actually love the name. I think it's great. Of course, they cannot be publicising this right now. It is no time to for independent you know, ventures unless they are connected to the coronavirus. Um, anything that they do or were to announce right now, they would be slammed for. I think what's really interesting um, 
Zoe, is that we don't know about Harry's eligibility for staying in the US. He hasn't applied, as best we know, for US citizenship. Obviously, if, if he did, if he became a US citizen, that would have implications for paying tax in that country. So I think there's a lot of that that still needs to be discussed and um and unraveled. But certainly, this is not a time for them to be rebranding. It would be seen as wholly inappropriate. I really worry about Harry. I think, you know, he is someone who's very connected to his family. Uh, he, it's all he's ever known. He, you know, he had his life with his mum and dad, and then he had his life with his mum and his dad separately. Then he lost his mum. And so he was with his dad and with, uh, and with Prince William. And the the sort of structure of the royal family and then of course the work that he's done within that and particularly the military work have been a very stabilizing influence in his life and he has no connection with that now in fact of all the times to move apart from the royal family I can imagine that right now he feels tremendously isolated. Everybody, of course, is isolated, but he's not just isolated from his family. He's isolated on the other side of the world. He's just with Meghan and their son. They will be having no contact with friends. He cannot have um, sort of engaged with anything um, purposeful at the moment. You know, he has very many talents and he has a particular um uh, ability it it bringing people together and and really understanding what you know understanding issues and feeling very passionate about those he he has no sense really of purpose among that at the moment presumably behind the scenes he and Megan are working on this charity and what they're going to do going forward but I think I you have to imagine that he's really wondering what he's done and what that might this mean for the future I completely agree with you there. It would be so difficult for him being so far away. Uh, it, it just, you know, I, I know they get a lot of criticism. I, you know, as I said earlier this week on television, I, I think before long we'll see that they're suffering from relevancy deprivation syndrome, which I don't mean nastily. I just mean that, you know, with people that are used to being in the spotlight, as Megan has been, to not have that connection. Of course, she has her um, Disney uh video uh, documentary on elephants that's um come out in the last few days but but that's a project she was involved with before now you know she, she recorded that long ago they are whatever you say about them they're both hard workers and it, i just wonder what they're able to apply themselves to right now when they really don't know what the end might look like i mean you know we've heard the stories out of new york that's you know that uh city isn't it total mess the 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 US is the you know has the most number of cases in the world now for coronavirus it's not a safe place to be and it's certainly not um a place that's uh going to regenerate and focus on economic things you know immediately whatever uh, Trump would like so I think that in terms of them getting back to work uh, I'm sure they're just at the moment hunkering down and enjoying time with their son. But if you think about it, they've been doing that since um, the last three months of last year. So great for them. They don't have to work. But I imagine knowing the nature of them, they're both purposeful and ambitious people that they will be feeling somewhat constrained. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, while they're sort of taking that time out, not really working, we know that there is actually a member of the royal family who's really stepping up at this time, isn't there? 
And you know what? I love this, Zoe. I love that we're about to talk about a member of the royal family that basically gets no attention because she's not one of the Glamazons. She's, you know, been much criticised in the past. But there's uh, my esteem, and this is Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, my um Thoughts around her have grown and grown over the last few weeks. She came out uh, a couple of weeks ago and talked about domestic violence. We know that's a um, an issue close to her heart. She was very concerned about the impact of isolation on uh, families that deal with domestic violence. It's a, a particular concern of hers, um, and she and she spoke openly about that and and the impact that that might have at the moment. But now, what she's done, um, as well as using the house party app to connect with her two children and her five grandchildren. Obviously, she's up in uh, Burke Hall in Scotland uh, and only came out of self-isolation earlier this week after, of course, Prince Charles tested positive for coronavirus. She has been uh, speaking to elderly people around the UK as part of a charitable venture where um, where uh, members of the public who had the opportunity were asked to, um, to be these sort of... Uh, volunteer responders where they speak you know they speak to older people that's a it's a voluntary service where they have a chat with someone who might be on their own anyway she had this lovely chat um she was wearing a sort of pink jumper uh pink shirt you know there was some lovely freesias sitting on her desk and there's a photo issued by clarence house of her talking to a woman called doris winfield Doris is 85. She's a mum of three. Uh, she's on her own. She, The two of them talked about how difficult it was being separated from their families, uh, but that they'd been, but being able to, you know, use uh, apps to connect with their, their family had helped. What I loved is that as well as having a good old chat about how they wish they could hug their grandchildren and that sort of thing, they started talking about the books that they loved and they both discovered that they loved crime writer Agatha Christie. I don't know, there's something about this, that um, Zoe, that I just find, you know, she's not a grandstander, Camilla. She's had monumental abuse and consternation uh, in the past. She's quietly got on. I think um, she and Charles just celebrated, was it their 15th wedding anniversary? I know you're across this better 15, than I am. Yes. Yeah, 15th. <laughs> and um, good on you. I can always be relied upon for the facts, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I just... I think that, you know, some people just run under the radar and I think, yeah, this is lovely. In fact, Doris, 85-year-old Doris, said, having a chat with Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Cornwall, meant the world to me. I've been incredibly lonely over the last couple of weeks and it was wonderful to talk to her. We talked about life in isolation and shared hobbies. She was very interested in my family and how I was coping without them. It's really cheered me up, she said. Isn't oh, that that's adorable? so touching. I love that. I know. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. It just. I think. You know. We're going to turn more and more in these times to the the royals. Who. I mean. We know the uh, Cambridges. Uh, Kate and William. William's desperate to get out there. You know, having had that air ambulance background and and help on the front line. Of course, he probably can't because he's got you know princing to do as. Uh, <laughs> and um, which is what you know where he his efforts are best deployed. But I think we over the coming weeks and months. I think. Uh, we're going to real, really see that the goodness and the impact that the royal family can have in times of distress, just as the Queen and her mother and sister made such a difference all those years ago um, during the war. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's, I think, 
there's going to be a lot of heartening stories about the royal family that that come over the next few weeks. Yes, but finally, we do have to talk about this wonderful story that came out about the Queen this morning, and apparently, <laughs> she's very prudent when it comes to feeding her dogs. Oh, I know. I love this. This is hilarious. So you'd imagine that they'd get, you know, the best cuts of meat and, you know, filtered water and, you know, cashmere beds to lie on. But as it turns out, Vulcan and Candy, the two, the Queen's um, doggies they are, they're a crossbred between a dash hound and a corgi. Those are her two favourite dogs and other ones that are currently with her in lockdown at Windsor Castle. They have bog standard tinned dog food from Tesco, which is, you know, certainly not a high-ranking supermarket in the UK, and it costs 45p, 45 pence a can, so that's about 90 cents. So <laughs> that's what she feeds them. I, I dare say she's not the one getting up at 6.30 in the morning and ripping the lid off the tin and, you know, spooning it out into the bowls. But in any, any case, there's, um, you know, they're not getting uh, caviar, those dogs. <laughs> I love this story. It just shows yeah. that she's an everyday lady like us. I <laughs> know, oh, trying to save a penny or two. Good <laughs> on her. <laughs> anyway, so that's our roundup. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Zoe. It's always good to chat. How are you going in that cupboard of yours? <laughs> All good. It's nice and cosy in here. <laughs> right we'll talk soon exactly thank you everyone for listening for more on the royals please go to newidea.com.au or our facebook page new idea royals and of course don't forget to pick up a copy of new idea royals monthly on sale now hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.